Welcome to the Pain-Free Ability Podcast. Today, we're covering lower back ability. Joined to my right by lower back ability himself uh, on Instagram. What is it? Low back ability? Low back ability. Low back ability. Brendan uh, works for ATG. That's his personal page. He also runs the ATG equipment page. To my left, Fernando Lopez. Uh, Fernando goes by, fueled by Fern across social media. And farther down, Grace is joining us also on the ATG team, running the Women of ATG Instagram page. That page helps a lot of people out there. I'd highly recommend checking that out. And we're gonna start ladies first on this. <laughs> I didn't have terrible back problems. So what I wanted to do was mimic how I've helped people with the knees. And we kind of have to go back to the beginning. So I wanna know, Grace, what was your beginning? And what we're really looking for is the moment that you went from a more hopeless state to a more hopeful one. What, what did you do then? And that's really the place we should start. So, I mean, it took me a long time to even get to that point. I was in the kind of loop and cycle of re-injury and self-rehabilitation and re-injury and self-rehabilitation for five years. Wow. And um, from when I was 18 to 23, 18 was my first initial disc injury, um, like totally blew it out and um, redid that probably 15 times my throughout gosh. those five years. Wow. So yeah. That's a rough way what to were spend you those years of your life. That first initial time what happened? I was squatting. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. And um, <clears throat> then over the course of the years had injured it and re-injured it doing literally anything like tying my shoes or getting out of the car or, you know, deadlifting, like, yeah, gym stuff, but also just like existing, mm -hmm. you know? And, um, Jeez. I think the point of, I always had like a, just a, my dad was a bodybuilder. So a traditional bodybuilder approach to weightlifting and training. And I think it wasn't until I was like, so desperate to get out of it that I was willing to try something new and something that like seemed a little strange to me at first, which was ATG, like when, yeah. you know, just from the outside and from like a traditional Where'd you see it or what? A friend like showed it to me and oh, just wow. then sent me this and um, they were like, yeah, I know you're dealing with this back stuff. Like they, it's not just about knees, you know, they, they address the back too. And um, I saw a video of a Jefferson curl and I like burst into <laughs> tears. I was like, never in my life would that, you know, be a thing for me. Sorry and, um, <laughs> if I've caused any tears out there. With Drama. It. Well, it was, yeah, exactly. It was just like, oh my, I can't even imagine it. But I guess it was the willingness to try something different. And it, it, there, it was just such a like gentle entry point. Like I just started with zero. I had to take, my last injury was so bad that I had to take like two months off of everything. Did you and do the backward walking or just start with the tib race? I did the like entire zero okay. program. So I backward did walking the back, yeah. depends on what space someone has. Some people start it right from the tibialis raise step. So that's uh think of a calf raise, but for the front side of the shin. Mm -hmm. So you did the backward walking. I was doing it in a gym. So I had access to a sled. I oh, just was like doing awesome. it because I don't know, zero seemed comfortable to me, like knowing mm -hmm. I wasn't using weight. Cause mm -hmm. at that point I was just afraid of everything too. Yep. And, um, so yeah, I, I used the sled. I did tib raises, did That's like ideal. AOT squats, FHL stuff wow. like that. So yeah, I awesome. think it was just the willingness to try it, knowing that none of these movements had hurt me before. And they were all kind of new to me and just allowing myself to experience pain-free movement in any capacity, whether it was like with my tibs or my knees yeah. or whatever, you know? So that was kind of the turning point. And you brought up such a good point. Um, yesterday, if someone wants to see even more of this in action, this podcast, Drew does an amazing job editing on YouTube, but we also did like a live demonstration yesterday. And Grace brought up a great point to me, which is that you can start further out away from the back and work your way there. You don't actually have to start directly in with the back. So it's interesting that uh, for her with the back, she started with <laughs> backward sled and tibialis raises. So 
I wanted to transition from there because at some point people do have to start you don't have to, but probably to get through a good life, you'd want your back itself to have some ability. Mm. So transitioning from what Grace was saying, I recall Brendan, who was doing our coaching certification, reaching out to me and he was so fired up. He was doing a Romanian deadlift with a bunch of weight. And it was, this was like, so 200 pounds. <laughs> well, for him, like he was just, he was on cloud nine. You, ben. He was on cloud nine. Now check him out. He's got a yeah. strong back. Yeah. Um, it's kind of funny. Your last name is Backstrom, but I, universe makes no mistakes. That is too cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm Benjamin Neeson. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you did obviously then get in because Brennan also did Sierra and, and man, we train our ankles and sure. we're Brennan's all into the training because we're running faster. So he, he does all the stuff Grace is talking about yep. and Grace transitioned to the stuff he's going to talk about. But Brendan runs our low back ability protocol on the app. So that's now like, how do you start getting into the lower back? Yeah. So can you break down for us, like how you made that jump? So you, and where was your back at? And then like, what, what happened between your, your really low points with your back? And then like, where you were now, like you do these crazy things with your back and you don't break down. Yeah. So kind of like most inherent gifts in life, I didn't realize I had a back till I injured it. I was like, oh, wow. This thing is used in every single breath, sneeze, sleep, sit, and uh, pretty much my life felt like it was ruined Ruined compared to all injuries I've had with the knee and shin splints just affected like my lifestyle and emotion. And my path was pretty much parallel to Grace's. Um, a lot of people, when I DM back and forth trying to help people that reach out, it's pretty much talking to a former me where it's like, hey, I just, I want the exercises that work. And... I don't even try to sell anyone on the protocol because I understand like the mindset. I was trying to steal stuff from you for years until I was like, oh, well, step-ups are great. I'm going to spam these. I'm going to do Nordics every day. And <laughs> it didn't protect me because I didn't know that ATG was not just a knee program. Um, and so going through zero was only because I couldn't do anything else. I wanted to sprint fast. So I basically thought squats and sprints didn't know about hip flexors didn't we could skip all that but that's the next podcast for sure <laughs> how to make yourself a world-class athlete yep. the next one it's gonna be great um i couldn't squat anymore because i had pain i couldn't back squat so i started really upright front squatting and then that started causing pain so then i couldn't do that i couldn't deadlift anymore and then i couldn't rdl and it was like the list of things that i used to enjoy were going down and down and down including now sprinting and I was pretty much just depressed in bed. And then I just swipe and keep seeing this like kind of skinny, but freaky athletic dude jumping off his roof. It's and I'm the like, lighting. I'm huge. Yeah. And I'm like, well, <laughs> he kind of looks like me. So I guess if he got those results, my, I, my body could do something. And eventually I just said, all right, I'm, I'm going to do zero. Cause there's nothing else I could actually train. I figured if wow. I trained the ankles and the knees, well, I already still had tendonitis for my surgery. I might as well fix that. Having no expectation that getting my ATG split squat to full length and doing couch stretch would actually completely mitigate all my back pain. I wasn't prepared to go out and do the squats I wanted to do, but I could sit without like mm -hmm. wanting to shift every five minutes and just being kind of a, a jerk to the people around me because they don't know my pain because I was just projecting. Like, I was hurt. It was really affecting me. And so from there, unlocking the hip flexors. Yeah. Huge. What actual back exercises got you to that? deadlifting yeah. pain-free so for the average person um 
Did somewhat... it happen just like that, or was there an in-between exercise? Yeah, there is, there is in-between. So for most people, I would say it's kind of like this. The more chronic the back injury has become, the less it is now an isolated back injury, and the more it's an entire body dysfunction. Yeah. And I think there's with the back specifically, this is more true than almost any other structure in the body, mm -hmm. where, of course, if your knee gets worse, your ankle mobility might start to go. You don't go knee over toe. Well, if your back gets worse, odds are your hips get tight. Yeah. And yeah. then you're going to compensate from one side because if you had a disc injury or some kind of tweak, you usually have it more so on one side of the spine. So now you're sitting two inches like this. Now the other side is always extra tight. So now you have an imbalance actually in your hip. And then I had hip impingement and it just goes everywhere. So the simple explanation for me, what I realized I was the worst at is piriformis stretch or pigeon stretch. That's a muscle on the outside of the hip. Yeah. So outer glue. Very easy though to start stretching right Super. at home on the floor. Yeah, Drew will put example of that. We you could call it a ninety ninety stretch. Sure. Uh, it doesn't really matter what you call it, but yep. um, your legs are at a ninety degree angle to each other. Kids do this stuff naturally. Easy. Yeah, yeah. So the things that get messed up time and time again, and I'm speaking from just people I talk to in conversations. I go live a lot, and it's like almost the same things: mm -hmm. is the outer glute, mm -hmm. the front of the hip flexors, yep, and then the mid and upper back. Mm. Uh, those are the areas around you can't skip if it's been a year or two plus in most cases. There's people that like are in their, they're bedridden and they actually can't do anything but this stuff. They can't even think about training their back, but they can sit on the edge of a bench and do trap three raises with just their bare hands. And then they start stretching the piriformis and they get some nerve relief a lot of times. And that sets them up to then go, let me do an isometric hold on a back extension or a very gradual millimeter flexion mm -hmm. back up 10 reps call it a win call it a day you survive to see another training session yep and then we start down the route of direct back ability yep. beautiful if it's and, been years you yeah. can't just jump in yeah. you can't jump in with knees over toes if it's been years of knee pain so and and you and grace have set this up magically now going to fernando who despite any lighting yes does have <laughs> bigger muscles than i do um which is really cool because Fernando's sport was football and mine basketball, and we were the first two ATG trainers. And so we got to see things from a, a really wide viewpoint. Yeah, I have been trying to, I'm, if you look at a young Michael Jordan, that's the body type I'm training. Yeah. And then if you look at like an all pro NFL player, that's what Fernando is pursuing. So it's a really nice transition here for the lower back because Fernando and I studied with Charles Poliquin, who trained over 200 Olympic medalists. And he used the lower back strengthening. Mm -hmm. And so I would like Fernando to now give us this upper quality of yep. the optimism of it. If, if there's so much that can potentially go wrong with the back, well, on the flip side, there's a lot of potential Huge, with right. the back. So Huge. can you break down this potential for us? Like, like what can improving the lower back do? So yeah, to tie in from the lowest ability, right? Mm -hmm. that, that you can get, it actually, just because you don't have pain, doesn't mean that you shouldn't train the low back. Yep. The low back, um, there's been studies that show that increasing strength in the low back will actually radiate strength to your whole body, okay? So when you're in doubt, mm -hmm. train your low back, make it stronger, and you will get more athletic, period. Yep. So um, that was something that I did, like, we talked before about how I did split squats and different things to, to get down to a certain speed, but then yep. to take it from, you know, you know, that one His legs got unbelievable, right? Like I, how did I transfer that more to the field? How did I yep. get even faster after like just increasing my mobility and different things? It was actually through a program that you and I did 
it must have been like about five years ago it yes. was and i believe to credit fernando's brother don yes who goes by bulletproof backman on yeah. instagram if you want to see some of these upper level qualities <laughs> no joke he, he is the definition of the upper level quality yeah. of low back strength yeah fernando and i had studied with charles Paulquin first then adon went out yeah and charles happened to cover a lot in the lower back mm -hmm. and he came out he came back and we kept doing our atg split squats but we added in the lower back training that's right so describe that and it just made everything better it yeah. made everything stronger i started getting stronger on split squats even stronger in the upper body i mean mm -hmm. it just so like it says like it radiates strength yeah. and um and let's get, break down why that is like let's say you had a a twin right. brother and everything else was the same but one was training and building really strong lower back muscles and you get in a fight <laughs> like right so it's well it, like you hear all the time it's it's the core it, yeah. like that what does that word mean it's a lot of muscles but the point is i think low back is actually the main core um muscle Some serious muscles there the spinal erectors and so is that what we're talking about yeah spinal yeah. erectors but you're also talking about the ql quadratus liberum you, you know you're talking about this whole brace ability of yeah. the core which every motion in a sport yeah. in life yeah Th there's you, an upper she was level talking one. about how picking bending over and picking up your right. feet i mean anything like that uses your low back so yeah. of course you get stronger even if you don't have pain keep getting it stronger you're only going to have more ability yeah. and you you brought up an interesting point with the ql that was another mm -hmm. one we found quadratus lumborum so quad think four quad yeah. four like side yes and, and lumborum lumbar that's the the lower spine you actually have muscles on either side of your lower spine yeah. that most people have never trained yeah. that if you go do even like 10 reps on each side oh, and then you're weeks. sore for <laughs> for days so i'm so you start training the lower back plus that um there's a lot of potential there yes. versus a back that just doesn't move so for athletics start training the lower back and the quadratus lumborum right and you open up more speed more jumping lateral ability explosion yes. yeah. physical people contact people don't realize that that is also super key yeah. for rotation sports yeah. Why don't you break that down for a second? So that's big. So a lot of, and this is one of the most controversial things in training. It's like, oh, well, you guys don't do any like twisting motions, right? Like they talk about the different planes of motion. Okay. And that's a whole thing. But to keep this simple, muscles operate in the function that they operate in. Right. Your right, muscles pretty much they, flex they, they and flex extend. Yeah. And they stretch. Like yep. that, yeah. that's all they do. So twisting motions is a, movement pattern it's called okay it is a multitude of muscles working in conjunction and that comes through more skill training you could call it it's it's not particularly something that you can get stronger you can get it stronger through exercise but it's also something you could just do in life go play your sport and you're going to improve those motions now if you want to improve your throwing power let's say as for a quarterback you work the muscles individually, and then you go put it together in practice. And that's yeah. how you're going to get. And that quadratus lumborum muscle is, is a key rotator. Is secret weapon. Yeah. So for someone who wants to hit a baseball farther yes. or throw a baseball faster yes. or uh, swing a tennis racket faster. Or sprint. There's rotation in every yeah. single Counter thing. Counter, Counter rotation. Yeah, yeah. counterlateral. Like when you watch the Usain Bolts of the world, yeah. mm. they're, they're not actually in a rigid pattern. There's actually rotation going on. So the muscle there that is the least trained is that quadratus lumborum muscle. Yeah. So it is a, that is why it's a secret weapon. I mean, it's, it's not the most powerful mover of it, but it's actually a pretty strong mover um, of the spine to when you do go to create that yes. twisting motion I'll, and can be very imbalanced. And so for back problems, right. you could have a background not realizing 
that by kicking a ball as hard as you could in soccer 10,000 more times with your right, right leg than your left leg, you have you've wound balance. up with imbalanced muscles in your spine. That's Correct. why I wanted to make sure we, we didn't miss that. That's a huge point. Huge. So we're talking about upper level uh, performance, but it also illuminates some of the reasons why there's low back problems. And that's actually, that's actually the next round where this is going to be more discussion style to break down a problem adequately. We kind of have to get to some of the correct reasons there's a problem in the first place. Right, right. So without knees over toes and full range of motion, it would have been very hard to solve the subject of the knee um, by figuring out, oh, in basketball, I'm pounding on my knees in a forward motion right. millions of times more than would be natural out in exactly. the world. So now the opposite flow of that would be going backward and would be going with a full range of motion, right. which I never get. So, so starting Grace and then Brendan, and this is just conversational style with the four of us, um, why do the majority of people now have back problems? It's huge. Yeah. Why? I, that's what I was thinking about after we talked yesterday. Like, I feel like the origin of back problems can come from so many things, of course, but also just like in the body, like you, we can all experience a same or similar back pain with different things. Like it could be an issue with the erectors or the QL or, uh, something within the like hip plexus that is causing referred pain to the back or uh, the discs themselves. So the fact and, that it's like in the center of the body means yeah. that it's going to experience the ramifications of so many anything other, else yeah. in the body. Same reason why, same reason why it radiates strength. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like that's why I, I think our approach of like our opportunistic approach is really beautiful because the origin can come from so many different reasons, but that also creates the opportunity to heal from so many different places and entry points. Yeah, that's true. I, Throw in the next one. What else we got? Why Why well, do the majority of people listening to this statistically have back problems? I want to say something uh, on that is most people don't realize, but how many people out there did play high school sports? Yeah. Or when they were young, were doing something. So You true. don't realize you're possibly developing you know, you possibly are developing a very large imbalance. Like you said, let's we say all have imbalances is probably not a generality. No, no. And so you don't realize that that QL yeah. over I had it really bad from being a quarterback for over 10 years. Yeah. I had major hip problems. This was before ATG training, but it was like this whole thing. And that was just from high school. So yeah. how do we know that now 20 years go by, you might be 40, 50 years old, but you still have, you've been living with this imbalance so that is slowly building up. So at some point the mm. water, you know, the water boils over yeah. the and, imbalance. and hip imbalances, mm -hmm. low back imbalances mm -hmm. lead to knee pain. Yeah. 100%. Like what you were saying, if you have this hip off, now the pressure is going to be more on one leg. So now when you walk or run or sprint, you're going to have more pressure on one totally. leg. So sometimes it's not that it was actually a weak knee. Yep. It was that it was yeah. doing too much work. It was out of balance. My or, back injury led to three injuries. So I heard you go. So this. back was first. Yeah. Well, I don't even talk about these two as much, but I had my disc herniation. It messed up more on the left side. I had sciatica and I had a, about a two inch hip hike. I mm -hmm. literally, my right hips were higher up than the left then i started having hip impingement on the right side if i was trying to squat and i wasn't extremely knee over toe squat if i tried to hip hinge it was just straight into the socket like pinching right in the front of the hip mm. and that was for about eight months and it was tearing me up then i got a sports hernia on that side mm. so wow. for a fact the back injury which may have just been the straw of the camel's back pun intended but after that the hip mobility went even worse and then that hip mobility, I found out after right before I was about to get a sports hernia surgery mm. that when they operate, 
majority of sports hernia cases that are operated on also present with hip impingement. So like most people who have sports hernias, when they get a mesh surgery, they have hip impingement when the yeah. doctors are in there. And then how often is poor mobility in the hip caused or related to back pain? So it just started a whole spiral for me. And I love Grace's take. I've done like a number of podcasts with her and talks about the back. And her mindset is so refreshing of so many things can go wrong, then the entry point for solutions can start anywhere. It sounds extreme that tip raises could be an entry point for you to find some empowerment in your body but when you're at a point where squats deadlifts sprinting even sitting standing everything seems like you're not supposed to do it anymore you get tricked you really emotionally will learn that whether you think it's stupid or not you can't fight pain that long and not start to buy into it so like you said it's like a neural pathway of like i can't do this oh now i can't do that either and then that just becomes stronger and stronger with every thing that's crossed off that you're not allowed to do so all the like when you get to that point where, and that, I guess that was another kind of turning point of like my, uh, how I got out of it was like absolute desperation, yeah. you know? And then all your brain needs is like one little ounce of proof yeah. that like you can do something without pain and then building upon that proof. So that's why I think like regressions in any capacity, like even if you do start with the back extension or trap three raise or whatever, regressing it is so powerful because of the mental component, because recovering from any chronic injury is a full body experience like it affects you mentally it affects you emotionally Mm -hmm. whatever and so building upon that proof that you get by achieving a regression without pain your brain doesn't know it's a regression it just knows that there's pain or there's not pain you know yeah but now you're doing something you can unravel exactly it's it's like conquering that fear like you said before too in the in the first part is it's getting wins and there's studies that say just they did a great study. I love this. Remember this? I don't remember this. They had a bunch of guys running 100-meter sprints. Oh, yeah, and They yeah. tested them. And then every week they retested it, but they dropped one meter off of one without telling them. Yep. So they were running faster. And the, the other, other one was increasing one meter. So they were running slower. And by the end, they tested their testosterone. It was like dropped like 40%. It was unbelievable. They were depressed. They, the, the other guy thought they were getting faster. Ended up ended actually running faster, faster than the group that thought was They had slower. more muscle tissue. Everything. And less body fat, which occurs when you have higher testosterone. Yeah. And the group that was at not getting slower but thought they were getting right. slower then did get slower and lost testosterone. That's how I feel muscle. trying to dunk on a rim. I'm like, when I try to dunk on it, it's 10 foot 2. And then I see Ben going, and it's like, it's definitely 9 foot 8. They're but, changing the whole thing. We're coming out with a, an adjustable rim. Yeah, right. But that, that just shows that it goes to her point of, Okay, the tape does not directly connect you, but it does because in the mind it does. Because if yeah. you win, yeah. if you can do something where you're that much more able, and so yeah. then you can take a step every time yeah. on that. And that's yeah. from a point of like really, really like long term debilitation, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Like, of course, if you like have a tweak or a muscle strain or whatever, it might not be that, deep, right. you know? And it can be just like a quicker fix and you can maybe jump into the back ability or whatever but for someone who is in it for like multiple years it's oh, just yeah. like it is like a very deep it requires a deep oh, yeah. solution you know? oh yeah it's deep you know exactly what you can't do yeah. and so on you guys actually by doing this i realized i did have a period in my life where i had a really bad low back and it was for a short period of time because it was the time between uh knee surgery mm. maybe a year after where it was really bad and i was like on a walker like i was in a wheelchair for a long time then a walker for a long time it was a long recovery so obviously i lost 
So I lost so much mobility in the left hip yeah. of the side. This was the, yeah. the artificial kneecap was like a slow recovery process on my left side. Then, um, once I thought I was done with the general rehab, I noticed now I had this terrible low back and I was having to go to a chiropractor and I would have to get like adjusted to get relief. And then I would have to like lay on something to mm. like, just to get relief. And if I missed like a day of laying on this thing, my back would hurt. I remember and that. at some point it's like, like looking back, I'm like, what a miserable way to live. But, but then getting into looking at knee ability and the things that started to become ATG, it was actually the like couch stretch yeah. and the ATG split squat where I found that this left side was so much tighter. And then I found that by lengthening those hip flexors. And so to this day, I'm like, oh, my number one non-negotiable is couch stretch and or ATG split squat right. for yeah. that left side for me not to have back problems, forgetting that I actually had a good six months to a year of thinking, shit, now I have a terrible back. So I not only have the <laughs> terrible knees, I have the terrible back. But what handled it was actually fixing the hidden imbalance, which was the knee surgery on that side. So I think you guys nailed it that I do actually think the number one reason for all the back problems is our hidden imbalances. Um, I also think that the excess um, sitting just doesn't make sense. Sure. And I've even thought about for our podcast, should we like do something else than sit? But I'll say this, we only record like once every couple of weeks and yeah. you don't always have a choice in life. You can't be like, yeah, yeah on this flight, uh, sorry, <laughs> attendant. I don't, in, young, please. Uh, yeah, I don't believe in seats. <laughs> I'm going to be doing a Cobra stretch in the middle of the aisle. Unless you could do because that's You'll how get, he flies. <laughs> well, I don't know how he does it, but uh, you'd get kicked off the flight. So yeah. part of ATG is that we actually don't have to live weird lifestyles, sure. but that gets me into, I really like how we... Um, just round tabled this and discussed this last topic of why. And now we're going to do the same thing on the third topic today. I like to, I like to have kind of three rounds, if you will, mm -hmm. on each podcast. And, and for this one, it is your non-negotiables of like what you think you need for the rest of your life on the low back. And I was going to say though, that when it comes to the excess sitting, my first one that I think is really beneficial for me, um, is Alyssa and I, we decided we had kids and we decided that we wouldn't make a living room. We wouldn't put a couch or chairs. There's no chairs, no couch. There is nowhere to sit in my house. It's all kids stuff, kids mats and Onyx's little scooter and toys. And all. so you end up sitting, sitting on the floor though. And so you end up in these mobile positions. Mm -hmm. So I'm doing butterfly stretch and 90, 90 stretch and plantar fascia stretch and tibial stretch and sitting. My squat mobility has gotten an extra notch just because there's no chair in my house. <laughs> Two minutes after he said, you don't have to live a weird life, all right? But toss out your couch. But that shouldn't be weird, right? We avoid sitting. I would say it's unweird. I'm saving money, right? Yeah. I've, I've never turned on the TV in the house. Uh, Business decisions. I actually don't know how. <laughs> Houses these days are getting way too smart. They're yeah. Like that they're inoperable. But yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I guess it did get a little weird, but it's not, but that's, that's the whole thing. It's like, it's weird because you try to sit in a crisscross applesauce, like we're six and yeah. then your knees hurt. And then you're just yeah. like, Oh God, I say that. it's weird to make my two-year-old have lamps that he's not allowed to break or something. In right. the living. So the living room is just this childproof play zone. Yeah. Um, so I guess it's weird, but I guess, well, it got weird. So, so, <laughs> so non like, like what are the but I guess that is what I'm talking about is a basic thing. That's not something I have to 
do. It's not something I have to right. try to do. I don't have to lie under a special lamp for 20. Right. Like how I was describing, I used to have to go lie for like 20 minutes yeah. and do nothing. I think that's weird. On some uncomfortable. Yeah. Right. <laughs> this, I don't have to do it. I just live my life. Right? And that's so, fine. And there's nothing wrong with having so let's a- let's get those. Yeah. What can people just, what are things, exercises? So exercise, diet, lifestyle, anything like that, that you will use. It's not, I'm not going to say whether you're right or wrong about it. It's up yeah. to you, but yeah. let's finish out the podcast and make sure we exhaust these potential solutions for people. I think for me, um, I have kind of two points that are in my head. As Go for I have. one. Cause we're going to, yeah, I have, I mean discussing. the couch stretch. I just want to yeah. like kind of tie in with yeah. that is before we started ATG or went at that time, in the beginning, mm -hmm. I had also about an inch off in my hips and I used to sit down and was in school or whatever in college. And I, I, I could not, it hurt so bad in yeah. here. Um, I also have a, a little hernia, which I've never, it's been fine for many years now, but it probably was due from that time. And um, the couch just really, really fixed that. And it was significantly different on one side to the oh. other. So mm -hmm. couch stretch, whenever I start to feel like, cause I'm pretty flexible now, I can drop it to a split most of the time. I will though, forget it for a month. And then I'm like, I'm kind of feeling uncomfortable. I'll hit a week of couch stretch multiple yeah. times and then it's gone. Yeah. And, and he's not avoiding back exercise. Like minutes before this podcast, he was squatting 450 ass to grass with no belt on uh, and he's lean six pack. Most people to not be in the sport of weightlifting or something. He's out playing basketball with us, dunking, running, jumping to then squat 450 pounds all the way down with no knee sleeve, no back brace. He didn't even take pre-workout. No caffeine. Uh, that we've been riding together and like, he didn't used to be able to squat anywhere near that without like pre-workout yeah. and all this stuff. So and the no, that's a strong back. Yeah. The no brace thing. Why do we know that most people hit their biggest PRs with a belt on with a, Oh, wow. Good point. When we think about yeah. that, and we talked about the QL and these really deep intrinsic muscles in the back and the erectors, the concept I would like to go in is build your own back brace. Yeah. Same with the knees. So for you, that's ben your, has, that's one of your non-negotiables is like build your own back brace. For sure. Love it. That is so cool. Ben has built in knee sleeves. If you do an x-ray, there's like <laughs> little knee sleeves. He actually doesn't have to roll them up. You build it through ability and then you need less warm up. That's what those things Great do point. for you. So I love that. if you have that concept, like I, this is the way I can motivate kids that are like me, that they're wow. hungry and super injured. You have to talk to them a certain way of like, Yep. Okay, not only you need to get out of back pain, eventually I need you to try to get the strongest back of anyone you know. And then you change the whole paradigm of like running away from something that's debilitating yep. to as soon as I break free, I'm never going to stop and I'm going to literally be the back guy. And now Brennan's back ability is so far beyond the norm. It's insane. Yeah. And build your own back brace. I love build it. You got to make brace. videos like that on YouTube. Build your own back brace because it eliminates the problem. I love if, it. if someone is hitting a personal record by wearing a, a back belt, we're not even against that. It, no. it actually just shows the nothing wrong with it. It shows the, the performance and protection potential right. because we can. But if you don't know about QL, you can't build your own back brace. Yeah. If you don't know about low cable pull ins yeah. and lower ab work, yes. you can't build your own back brace. And, and if you don't actually flex and extend your spinal erectors. You can't build your own yeah. back brace. And performance, let's talk really quick plug-in. If you look at Fred Curley, the fastest man in the world right now, you can look up Fred Curley back, find a picture of his back. He has mountains on his spinal erectors nice. and his traps built crazy. He's not a big lifter. And so the fastest people in the world, always, if you test them on a back extension, if you maybe their range isn't great, their mobility, 
their backs are stupid strong. We yeah. would see this Always. with the fastest guys we train. It was like they yeah. had biceps Always. on their lower back yeah. muscles. Now we go into the gym, we train our chest, our biceps. That's what people see. Yeah. I've never, well, I was going to say, I've never heard a girl say, oh, look at those erectors, but you never know. <laughs> you never, never know. see me with my shirt uh, off, man. Nowadays. <laughs> that's why we used to say chicks dig big tibs yeah yeah they don't but (laughs) but we need the young boys we we tricked a few young bucks into thinking we told our high school football team we're training chicks dig big tibs and i would go in there on a saturday night and they'd be like full range of motion exercises sledding tib raises now maybe it didn't work because they didn't have dates if they're in the gym on a saturday night right but they did get the most D1 scholarships per player in America. Amazing. And I'll bet that got them some dates. So, they got them dates so the later. Chicks, the chicks do eventually. Investment. They eventually dig big tibs and erectors. Um, Grace, what other like non-negotiables? Couch stretch here. Build your own back brace. That's already phenomenal. Like I'd be fine with that. I could sit all day long with if I have couch stretch and build your own back brace. But what else for you? What, what other things here do we need? Yeah. Like I just kind of wrote a little list of like simple words. And I feel like sometimes like we have uh, recorded yesterday, a really like grand opportunistic approach, but sometimes a simple answer works too. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Depending on what you need and what you're, where you're coming from with it. So since you asked about like diet, lifestyle, movement, whatever, I have mineral rich, nutrient dense foods, intentional circulatory movement. Mm-hmm. And that can be like in isolation with training, like, like targeting the area, strengthening the area, lengthening, yeah. Oppositional yeah. movements and whatever. Um, but also like staying free, you know, because I know that Brendan and I had the same experience of like totally becoming a robot with our training afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just because there is that like fear so fear about it. So staying free, staying fluid, dancing, playing, like doing fluid. things that you love mm. to do, experiencing joy, getting yes, sunlight. Playing. The sport once a week for us is our circulatory. But someone could maybe someone even like right now just like go in a sauna and do some exercise. Do you think that would be like just Definitely. some kind of I tell people to go walk on the beach. Yeah. yeah. Just maybe that's why the, the backward water. walking. Yeah. Maybe that's why the backward sledding, the backward yeah. walking also mm-hmm. gives some circulatory, yes. like sport type action movement. Get and sunlight, eat well, yep. treat yourself well, be kind of to yourself about it. Like sunlight through the ups and downs of the whole yeah. thing. And attitude. Yeah. And I'm just copying your notes here on my list. And How many times did you minerals re-injure yourself? We both went through the same thing of like, You'd rebuild your squat from, all right, this time around, I'm going to be super strict because it was my fault I got injured last time. You work from 90 pounds, 100, 135. You start the periodization of yourself rebuilding. You get to the same level. Looks like perfect form. You wake up the next day like radiating pain for a week or two. And you're like, mm-hmm. Oh, I must have been a millimeter off. And it becomes this like self, like self-attacking infatuation that never stops. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, dude, I mean... When you started talking about how honest can roll over and do somersaults and flop around and never hurt himself, it really, and the difference of he's just vulnerable to the outside world, it illuminates mm. youth plus robustness of strength is all we're after for athletics and pain-free living. And so the, the fluid word stands out to me too. That's cool. Yeah. And obviously I big on diet. So that, yep. It's huge. I yep. mean, it's it's a huge huge factor to to your internal health your body's health your muscles health so if you're dehydrated which is a lack of minerals um and even your hormones rely on these minerals so if you don't have the building blocks and the foundation internally to rebuild your body right you're not going to get very far so 
And if your nervous system's always in a sympathetic fight or flight, right. you're not going to rebuild tissue. Out. You're right. not going to regenerate cells it's and totally things like right. that. So the, that's where it, that it relax is, yeah. and freeing thing. That's, that's amazing. That's totally perfect. I, I'm um, to to add to that. I'm mm. really, really big on omega threes. Okay, um, you can get it from food sources like wild caught salmon, sardines, grass fed uh, red meat, um, but to be honest, if you're injured or if you haven't been on it for a long time, I actually recommend now you have to get a good quality and whatever we can get into another time, but a good quality omega-3 supplement, I think really helps. And yeah, we know from helps. Charles Pollock when he had pretty insane protocols with athletes who would get injured with the amount of omega-3. So that's proven to work. Vitamin D, sunlight is yeah, huge. That's what I was noticing, the correlation. Um, like Fernando's coming out with these various supplements. His first one that we all take, it gets us to hydrate more get more electrolytes and get essential amino acids, which is um, building blocks for muscle and other functions. And so Grace was saying minerals. Yeah. So like all of us in the gym have been taking in more minerals yeah. and then the circulatory movement. So you have not only sled, but like we like to go out together. We were like this Sunday, we we're outside playing basketball so in the fun. sunlight. Yeah. Now, if someone's not outside playing basketball in the sunlight, and maybe even if they are, it's definitely uh, vitamin D is becoming clear, like a yeah. deficient thing. And Fernando's working on that as well. And he mentioned fish oil, which would also relate to the circulation. So Correct. there is no doubt a, a yin-yang balance here between diet and exercise. And I really believe in terms of my essentials, um, I think it only requires a short time each day of exercise for me mm -hmm. to feel like I'm doing my body good. Uh, when I enjoy it, I want to exercise more. Like I'll probably do a couple more sets today after the podcast <laughs> just because, you know, it's an enjoyable thing for me. But a short time of exercise and a balanced diet for me. And I really feel like that's the sweet spot yeah. is not actually looking for one magical exercise mm -hmm. or one magical diet thing, but the balanced exercise. That's really what ATG has contributed is saying, well, yeah, there's the calf. There's also the tibialis. Uh, I get hated on by people making mock posts of how I'm over glorifying the tibialis. Well, that never occurred for me. We're just <laughs> right. balancing it out. Right. <laughs> nor, nor am I going to try to over glorify one type of food. Sure. Right. So it's really becoming clear to me um, that if I have that, if I just have that balanced uh, diet and exercise, like my low back is going to do fantastic the rest of my life. But we're so unbalanced. Like if there's one point I, I really want to hit home is that you just have to move your back. Mm -hmm. And that sounds so simple, but that's not the balanced approach. If I show a video of me rounding my spine, picking something up, it, it invokes an emotional response in people. And it doesn't make sense that if under that logic, why do desk jobs produce more low back injuries than a sport like rowing where the sport is entirely just rounding your back thousands of times. There's still back injuries and back pain for sure, but trying to stay perfect, even overcompensating, like when I was in certain treatments, they would put a lumbar roll and like trying to super teach, don't let it, if you wanna avoid pain, just keep it out of that pain position. Um, there's so much tissue that we may not even see in the back aside from the spinal erectors and the QL, there's so much in between nitty gritty stuff that it's just like cartilage, and just like everything in the knee, but way more that if we're not even giving love and motion to, we just can't expect it to hold up through the yeah. years. And, we can't. And some of these myths of don't do this, don't yeah. do that. Once they're studied, they find out, yeah. whoops, it that never was works. wrong. Limiting like human ability. Yeah, yeah, so there was a study on, and it found that people who can round the back better have less back problems. But another one found that people whose posture gets too pulled in this way and yeah. can't go that way. Right. So then the opposite of that, well, they also have, 
Oh, so you mean ability is good on I, both? I have both a, we I do have both. a quote. Yeah, and I have a quote on that. Is uh, there's no such thing as sitting in a bad posture. Yeah. Bad posture only means the inability to yeah. change your posture. Where are you stuck at? Right. So it's if you're stuck, that's the only time it's bad. Yeah, for sure. If I sit like this all day, it's totally fine. If I can still yeah. get out of yeah, it. Yeah, you can that's our our ATG uh, diagnostic, if you will. Yeah. So like that's where I'm going to finish out for here. Because if I'm looking at these essentials, I know for my back, if I can roll out and do a bridge, yeah, meaning sure. my back can resist rounding to that degree, and if then I can then fold forward with quads, flex, straight legs, and put my palms to the floor, well, the people I've met who have debilitating back problems who can do both of those, um, we were talking about amazing mathematical odds here that your back Super. is going to do better if it has more. Like I've never personally run into someone, and I've we've worked with hundreds and hundreds with bad backs and they couldn't do both of those now even if the one person is screaming but i can do both of those well you still have the ql you still have life factors there's no escaping life we don't know all the different factors diet etc yeah so but definitely if a study were to be done look a study was done on ability one way another study was done on ability the other way they both showed that it was good to have ability so that is why this is the pain-free ability podcast Big time so we're at a 41 minute mark, which is awesome. Cause that means you could listen to it in a workout, yeah. but I would never want to leave someone with something unsaid before we close out. Did you have any last words that you wanted to say? Yeah. I, I just wanted to circle back quick. Cause I know someone out there is pissed at me at least. So I said, just move you basically. Cause I said, Hey, it's pretty simple, right? Like speaking to 2019, Brendan, I know you're hurting, but just move your back, bro. Like don't make it that hard. And I know he's sitting there saying, that's awesome for you to say and doing back bridges and rounding the back is Ele elephant walk. awesome super Assisted. and even more even more so you than can that. take the load less than yeah. less than body weight even more simple my four steps when mm -hmm. i break down to someone like from the bottom floor to the top ceiling is it doesn't start with the back step one don't re-aggravate so stop doing whatever's causing pain mm -hmm. that sounds obvious but yep. it's not always there step two build upper back ability train the trap threes you can get blood flow to the spine without even moving it that's a yes, shoulder exercise that helps the back step three improve hip mobility we talked about that and yep. then step four you can do isometric hold to get tension and then you can do elephant walk where you are rounded, but you're not you don't have motion so you can train a rounded spine position without even moving your back still you're in that right. fixed position and then build strength isometrically and start from there so just don't worry about like where you're at compared to where we're talking about it's just the fact that if there's a next step for you then you're free that's how i feel that, that's a beautiful four-step plan yeah and just don't stop once you period yeah. Gotten find out your of, balance. yeah once you've gone out of pain keep going like and you don't have to now take it to extreme because right. you got out of pain find your balance you just, whatever you just keep taking yeah. that one step at a time yeah so. yes nothing more from me thanks Love for us. joining us you guys crushed it thank you so much for listening uh, to recap, Brendan to my right, low back ability. Check it out on Instagram. So much information. He runs our low back ability protocol on the app. Fernando runs, as I was mentioning, find a balance. He runs a full program, ATG Shred. He's doing all these things that we talked about across a balanced schedule where he's still building muscle athleticism. In two weeks, his ATG muscle program yeah. comes out when we go back to the zero phase, because not everyone wants to do zero every single year. Brendan and I like to do zero. Um, Fernando will go on to ATG muscle and check out his amino hydrate. Um, you can get on his Amazon, you can get off his website. 
all of us in the gym are taking this and we're all out there this weekend. I'm going, geez, so many of these guys are just more athletic, more bulletproof. Guys are texting me behind the scenes going, man, I'm recovering faster. I'm leaner. I'm jumping higher. I'm stronger. I'm, uh, I'm not, it, it, my, I'm recovering faster than I used to. Yeah. And then Grace runs our women of ATG Instagram page, which is a wealth of knowledge and inspiration. So this is really just the very, very beginning of ATG. And I feel like this week was actually Super. the very, very beginning of properly breaking down the lower back. Yeah. So thanks for being with us. And thank you guys for making this happen. It wouldn't have come out like this. That's why it's athletic truth group. Yeah. See ya. Appreciate See ya. it.